Oh my god, America. Are you ready? I know I am. I, you're not supposed to talk Sorry. To America. <laughs> America. Here's where the editor comes in. Would you shut? Okay, sorry. This is mine. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gentleman's Dojo! My god. This is the very first episode of the Gentleman's Dojo. My name is Steve Byrne. You, you already chimed in, so just go ahead. What is your name? Gary Cannon, the CEO of Gary Cannon Productions. Our, this is our first and could very well what is be Gary, our last. What is Gary Cannon Productions known for? Well, we run a lot of different things. We do a lot of charity work in the Northeast. But go, go get your yeah, selfish. Here's what CEO of Gary Cannon Productions <laughs> You buy candy to pass out to audience members. Yes. That's pretty much the extent of you. And I'm still on the Warner Brothers lot. And Here we not. go. Okay. Here we go. All right. Listen. Okay. I'm excited. My name is uh, Steve Byrne. That was Brandon Flowers, one of my favorite. It's a song called Lonely Town off his new album. Great. Awesome. Check it out. So anyways, look, this is a podcast where as a comic, I've been guests on podcasts. I've been to other podcasts. I've listened to podcasts. I think they're all kind of cookie cutters getting to be the same. Sometimes you go there. They aren't prepared. They don't know what questions they're going to ask. They just freeform it. And I've always been somebody that's kind of wanted to just give the Heisman to the podcast and thought, you know what, I'm just going to work on our specials and bang those out. Shut up, Gary. (laughs) 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 So so over the last, I'd say, three years, I got to know a gentleman named Gary Cannon, who is the gentleman to my left who rudely interrupted early on. Sorry. And um, he he has been the audience warm-up for a show that I did called Sullivan and Son. That's how initially we kind of met. We met... A few years ago, I did Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. You were the audience warmer for that. It was a long time ago. Long time ago. Right. Um, and you were great. I thought you were fantastic. And the minute I got a show, one of the first things I did was say, hey, Gary Cannon, he'd be great for audience warm-up. We're filming in front of a audi- live studio audience. So I got to know Gary over the course of time, in the three years we worked together, because not only was the audience warm-up, but he was also... He would come out on the road with myself, Owen Benjamin, Roy Wood Jr., and Ahmed Ahmed. And you would warm up the shows for us there, right. too. Right. And over the course of those three years, I, I, the beginning of our relationship was, wow, what a great guy. What a sweet guy. Really great comic. Works hard. Does a great at bringing the energy up in the room. And over time, it's disintegrated into you literally just shitting on me every opportunity you have. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Which... Here's what I love about this podcast, which I didn't even expect it to be happening as quickly as this Which is four minutes old. Four minutes in. uh, I didn't expect this. We'll get a chance. We're friends, obviously, outside the podcast, outside this beautiful theater that we're we're doing it in. But uh, we get a chance to know each other, and this is the first that I found out and the first that I'm realizing this of you, that you're a comic. I didn't know this <laughs> until just now at right, the four okay. and a half minute mark, but this is great. I didn't okay. know. I would Here love to go. check out some of your clips at some point. Yeah. Okay. And well, you had a show. What was it called? It's called Sullivan and Son. Gary. Oh, that's right. I did work on that. I did. And I love this format because this is a chance, a first project of ours in the comedy realm. Yeah. It's, it's Sullivan and Son was a that situation was a, comedy. Oh, it was. Yeah. It's in front of a live studio audience okay. where there's laughs derived. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, not DJ play song number three so an audience member from Iowa can dance and feel. I'm going to go look at those tapes again and just yeah. see if I can snuff those laughs out. But it was a good show. When does it air? Gary. Oh. It's canceled. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, see, these are things we're learning about each other. I didn't know that the show was scrapped. I'm sorry. 
I'm in the industry, Gary. <laughs> I, I would know when things get canceled. Anyways. So we meet each other very business-like, right? Because I'm doing the warm-up. Very business-like, your- yeah. Very business-like. I come in, I'm an employee of yours. Yes. I'm doing the audience warm-up. I was your boss. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and like any good employee, I took any opportunity I could to shit all over you and your business. <laughs> yeah. Like any good employee would. Yeah. So Gary basically is there to warm up the audience. He's there to tell jokes, pass out candy, which you're really great at, go to the dollar store, pick up pick prizes, up a, pick up some quote unquote prizes, your DVDs. And then the thing is, we we film, a lot of people don't know this, we film uh, all sitcoms film in front of a studio audience, 200 plus people. Right. Uh, a lot of shows have real fans. Uh, we didn't. Um, it, we had, okay. we had, uh, we had fans. We, we, okay. Um, gang members. And, uh, <laughs> talk about gang members. There were no gang members. <laughs> there the, weren't. I didn't, I don't You remember couldn't see face members. tattoos? Okay. So we had these audience members. So my job would be during the show to entertain the audience and keep them distracted and keep them having a good time for the three, four, five, six hours that we were filming. Rarely the show. did we go six. Well, sometimes. But, yeah. so what would happen is at some point, it would become long, doing the show over and over again, yes. retakes, rewrites, all this other stuff. So I found it to be funny if I would start poking fun at you, poking fun at the other actors, poking fun at the writers, and making fun of you guys as a whole rather than entertaining the audience with my own shtick that I didn't have. <laughs> Which so, you don't. I do not, and I will I will be the first to admit. Yeah, you sweat bullets at, at the 15-minute mark. I do sweat. So I, I felt it was easier to have digs on you guys. Which you did Constantly. And the audience enjoyed a lot. So an example would be, I would, you know, Gary would introduce each cast member of Sullivan and Son, and he would say, ladies and gentlemen, he just graduated from the Rob Schneider Academy of Dramatic Arts, Steve Byrne. Right. And I am the star of the show. Creator, writer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely crapping on me. Never giving me any good accolades. No, you would remember Steve from, well, just this show. You know, most (laughs) of you, this is the only... Soap opera filmed in front of a studio audience here in this, Hollywood. This is the only drama filmed the in front of The only drama. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and the, audience, <laughs> the audience loved it because it was us against you guys because you guys would then start to take shots at me as the warm-up guy, as just the guy in the background, and they weren't having it. They didn't want it. They, they would you absolutely guys. had your side. Absolutely Which had my side. Which was astounding. Which is crazy to look back because I've done a lot of other shows where I've done warm-up for. Right. And I would never ever – I work at Conan right now, and I would never in a million years take shots at Conan during the show. So why did you take shots at us? I, I don't know. I think at some point <laughs> I became distracted or, or perhaps a little bored. <laughs> And oh, I felt being, like well, being off camera does that to you. <laughs> so, anyways, a, a, a relationship was formed, a friendship was formed, and then Gary once the show, once the show got canceled, much to Gary's delight. Um, <laughs> I'm making more money now that the show's off. All camera. right. Anyways, <laughs> so I would take Gary on the road with me. But that first year is when we really kind of developed a bond. In 2012, yes. after the first season of Sullivan and Son, we did a big road tour out to all these different cities to promote the show. Absolutely, Me, yeah. I would host the show, you and the other three boys, mm-hmm. we would go out there and do, and that's that's really kind of where we all kind of bonded. We were out on the road together in a small van, traveling around, and that's where we really kind of started our friendship with me and you four guys. Absolutely, yeah. So so to you kind listeners, uh, Gary and I formed, formed a relationship, and I thought this is a fun dynamic because right. I'm actually someone who, <laughs> I'm actually someone who has accomplished Things in the world of comedy, 
specials, late night talk show appearances, wrote, created, got a show on the air, and you've done absolutely nothing. I have. And you shit on me constantly. I shit on a lot of people. But me more than anybody. Yes. Constantly. I literally have one TV (laughs) credit in my 14 years of doing stand-up. I I did Last Call with Carson Daly. And that was probably due to a cancellation. No, it was due to the fact that I had worked there as the warm-up guy for four years. And they threw you a bone. They threw me a bone. Yeah, they yeah, figure, yeah. Nobody's watching. It's one fifty a.m. Nobody's watching. <laughs> they threw me a bone when one of the band canceled. Wind from Earth, Wind and Fire was doing a uh, an acoustical appearance. <laughs> he couldn't make it. He got stuck in traffic. They're like, let's throw cannon out there. So to let you guys know, so Gary and I have worked together, uh, and and just I have pretty thick skin after years sitting at the comedy cellar. You take a lot of digs at me, and I thought this is a fun relationship to maybe explore. Let's see if we can do a podcast centered around that. So we thought. Right. Let's take this relationship, get it up, see what happens with it. You know, be easy with us. We're going to be easy with you. We're pretty likable, fun, easygoing guys. We like to keep things on the up positive. But, you know, eventually we'll find our voice with the podcast. But uh, we wanted to, these first episode or two, just kind of establish a background about each other. And we know each other quite a bit. So we thought we'd share some stories with you fine folks. And then we'll really stop living in the past and start living in the present with the podcast, with the audience. Um, and we so, got a lot of cool stuff planned over the next, I don't know, five, six, seven years. I mean, it's going to be. I well, don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll be working. I'll be working. Uh, this is an example of Gary, uh, how, sh- how shitty Gary is. So Roy Wood Jr., another cast member of mine. We will be on email chains. We'll email each other sure. during a fun basketball game or baseball game or whatever. Uh, even though you've never played sports, you don't have an athletic bone in your body. You Not a big sports have guy. the body of a scallop. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so Gary was the audience warm-up on a show. And as we mentioned, he is on Conan. You do right. the audience warm-up for Correct. Conan. And so anytime Gary will email Roy Wood or I, at the bottom of anybody's emails, it says sent from an iPhone, Gary... Is relishing in the fact that he's still working at the Warner Brothers at the Warner Brothers Sullivan and Son, where we film Sullivan and Son. Right. So any email Roy Wood Jr. and I get, it says sent from the Warner Brothers lot. (laughs) I just want you boys to be aware that you make fun of the audience warm-up guy for being in this very low position, and I'm still the (laughs) only one pulling through the security gate. You are a comedy cockroach. Now, there was something – now, prior to this, we were preparing for the show, and you let me know that – um, Kent, who was our line producer on season right. one, uh, you were one of the first phone calls I made to say, hey, this is a live show. You got to get the best. <laughs> so I recommended you. Now, Kent, you told me Kent. Right. Was, you hadn't heard this story before. I have not heard this story. So right. please, I, I look forward to this. 2011, I get a yeah. call saying that uh, you were putting together a show. Yeah. had no idea. I didn't even know it was a sitcom at the time because initially I thought I was going to be out of town. I thought it was going to be in New York, but then the date changed. Remember, the date changed from the original pilot date to a different date. So then I was in town to do it. Ken told me that you were filming a sitcom yes. and you wanted me on board to be the warm-up. Well, Not the, on camera. Not behind. Exactly. <laughs> behind the so Google Gary Cannon. You'll understand why. <laughs> comes up a, a realtor in Pittsburgh. Uh, so then basically what happened was I – Ken quickly realized that I didn't have any sitcom experience. And for those – and Ooh. I didn't know that, by the way. You Had know I this. known that, maybe this you wouldn't be sitting here. But I thought, oh, this guy's warm up everywhere. I do. I did a lot of other shows. But a sitcom is very, very different than a talk show, late night show, any of those shows. Because 
You oh, so is filming an hour special. You have to. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. You have to have the beats to fill that time for exactly. five, six hours. It's Pass a lot out of candy time. here. It's dance a lot. contest here. It's a lot of beats. Where are you from here? Right. Single ladies here. Here. Give it up for the troops. <laughs> right. Never. All those beats. Right, right, right. Okay. Please act like you know these actors on the floor. <laughs> All of that All stuff. Right. right, right, right. Laugh even when it's not funny. Uh, so I had never done And Kent quickly found that out that I hadn't done it before. You said, hey, don't worry. All good. Still not realizing that I hadn't done a uh, sitcom before. So I went out. I, I, I said, Kent, trust me, this guy's This will like, be good. He's great, yeah. So basically what I did was I went out and I spent, I don't know, maybe like two, $300 out of my own money to just buy. Which was everything. A, <laughs> I mortgaged my house. <laughs> <laughs> I literally spent money just buying gifts, like like Starbucks gift cards, In-N-Out Burger gift cards, movie tickets, whatever it was. Because I knew if the audience was fired up over free stuff, mm-hmm. everything else would come easy. So yeah. I didn't mind spending money out of my own pocket because I knew the benefit long-term would be great because if the audience was awesome and the show got picked up, right. then it was an immediate transition from me jumping to the pilot to me then doing the next round of episodes. So, you know, it was money well spent at the time right. You know, because it's, it's good. I mean, what people don't realize is those little gifts go a long, long way, these $5 gift cards. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I, I also had it backfire on me like years ago when I was doing warm-up on Last Call with Carson Daly. I used to always give away a $5 gift card at El Polo Loco, always. That was my my go-to. We used to do a dance contest. It would be two hot chicks and some big slob from Iowa who was there with his family. So the one time I went there, I went to El Polo Loco to pick up some gift cards. It was packed. Couldn't get in. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to grab a, a blank one from the front and just get out of here just to yeah. present it during the dance contest at the show today. So before By the way, the sh- never have those words been uttered. It was packed. It was slammed. El Polo Loco. <laughs> never heard that. In literally eight years of living in Hollywood, <laughs> I've never was. heard of it. Okay. This one was. So I go into Carson Daly. I start talking up uh, – Having a conversation with a couple in the front row, mm-hmm. they were from Pittsburgh. Guy with his family, super nice guy. I was going to be in Pittsburgh a few weeks after that to perform at the Improv. So I gave the guy my number. I said, hey, call me. I'll get you free tickets. No, no problem. He's the guy that comes down and does the dance contest right. with the two girls. He wins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he always does. It's always that guy. So give him the gift card, walk out, leave, nothing more. <laughs> two hours later, I'm at the supermarket. I, I look down on my phone. There's a, a number from somebody I don't recognize. Pick it up. Hey, this is Lou. We met at Carson Daly. You gave me that gift card from El Polo Loco. I'm here right now with my family. The card's not going through. <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, like I, he said, can you talk to somebody here? Like, like I have the authority to talk to the manager right. at El Polo Loco and say that card's good. Right. And, and the funny thing was, I don't know why he would take his whole family there on a gift card when they're visiting. You know, yeah, LA. you're gonna go to. Well, hey, it, it was packed, Gary Club Loco. <laughs> He must have thought, this is a hot spot. This is why Gary goes so, there. So he never called me anymore after that. I was worried he was going to call the show and complain that I was giving out dud gift cards. Right. But uh, no. Which, by the way, you did yeah. on Sullivan and Son with an Olive Garden gift card. Well, no, there was money on it, but I, I, I never gave it away. I always held it up. And then it, you know, by the end of the season, it had dust on it. <laughs> so like you would tease yeah. every episode. You, we were filming. You'd say, we have a $25 gift card. Olive, Olive Garden gift card. Somebody's going to walk away with it. My most enthusiastic audience member. Then I would put it back in my bag. And then at the end of the night, somebody would say, hey, what happened to it? And then I would say, oh, somebody over on that side won it. And then that other side would say, what happened to it? Somebody over on that side won it. <laughs> and Roy Wood, who was visiting our show with his mom, right. his mom called me out on it and said he never gives away that gift card. It was really, really funny. <laughs> 
I couldn't, couldn't <laughs> believe it. Yeah. So there were two stories of one that actually had money on it that I still didn't give away and one that had no money that I was more than happy to give away. Now, when we were on tour, I have to say one of the the hardest I laughed because you you're pretty good at insulting <laughs> insulting people. Especially there's people who I don't even know. Oh, that I do it. You yeah. There was a time we did a show in Seattle. Right. And Jordy Elner, uh who's an executive at Comedy Central. Huge. Um, he's good friends with Owen Benjamin, so yep. it had been years since he had even performed. Yes. And we were all sitting backstage drinking while another guy was on stage, and we said, Jordy, why don't you go up on stage and do some time? He said, oh, it's been a while. I'm pretty rusty. I said, no, you can do it. Get on up there. He said, really? You think so? He went up, and let's just say he had a trying time yeah. up there. Yeah, and it was a good crowd. He went up third on a Saturday. Yeah. So it should have been great. And, and he choked. It was bad. You were relentless. Once he got, I remember he was on stage bombing, and I looked at you and I said, "Watch me take care of this." And I, <laughs> and this was again, Jordy had no idea who I was. I really didn't know him that well. Well, he's an executive at Comedy Central. He right. would never know who you are. <laughs> yeah. So I get up there. They and, don't cast dancing monkeys that pass out Smarties. <laughs> and yeah. I just said, "Hey, uh, would anybody else from the audience like to come up here and perform? Uh, <laughs> if you find out you only have ten minutes to live, bring Jordan to your hospital bed." It'll feel like days. Uh, and just boom, boom. And I'm like, in all fairness, you guys, how about a hand for Jordy? That was shitty. Like, I mean, it was just on and on. And I see Jordy in the green room, yeah. and he's visibly shaken. Like, he doesn't know that this is... Well, it's one thing to, to not have a great set. It's another thing right. to have a complete stranger just pull down his pants and just take a steamy dump all over you, which right. you did. Because I always do that. If and I'm... you wonder why you don't work in this town. <laughs> it's, it's astounding, isn't it, Gary? I think this podcast will, will change that whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're both not working. Uh, so one, one of my favorites was when we finished every tour, the three summers we did it, we would find like a cool vacation spot. And we yes. and there was one year we went to Hawaii. We did our last show in Hawaii. We made a few days of it. Right. And Ahmed Ahmed, who's one of our cast members, um, he would always go first, and he would say, "I'm taking the bullet for the show." I would host, but he you would, go would host, second. and yeah. he was not the first. But anyway, right. So we go to Benihana, and we get these sake bombs. So you put the chopsticks on your beer, shot glass on top, and everybody at the table says, "Sake, sake, sake." Bomb, 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 slam your hands, shot glass goes in the beer, you chug it. So I explain this to everybody, and Gary, <laughs> without missing a beat, says... But, 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 but yeah, we should also what? preface the story by saying, I think of all the guys on the tour, I think of all the guys on the tour, um, that's the uh, that's Bill Burr canceling us. Um, <laughs> he's like, guys, we're 18 minutes in, I don't know if this is working. <laughs> We'll just run a best of somewhere. <laughs> no reason for the, thirty minutes is about twenty nine too long. Uh, well, we should say this about Ahmed. The thing was, uh, Ahmed always took the brunt of a lot of our jokes. We always made fun of Ahmed not doing well. He was always the brunt of the jokes. I mean, first and foremost, he got probably crapped on the most. He has a movie out that was a documentary that we always shit on. So, you know, it, it, in order... Well, you would... Okay, so, so Ahmed has a documentary film called Just Like Us. Yes. And anytime you'd have to go use the bathroom, you would say, I have to take... A Just Like Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was always... It's a film that went to the Tribeca Film right. Festival. yeah. You're warm up with the crowd, and you'd say, "I have to take it just like us." Yeah, like we would we would run into somebody who who said, "Oh, I saw it just like us," and we'd be like, "Oh, you were the guy." Like, I mean, it was really just constantly, and and, yeah. 
And I remember we drove home, and which was funny. It was this was almost three years ago. We were driving home from San Diego. Yeah. This was this, and this will lead into your story. But we were driving home from San Diego one night. We were all dead tired. It took us forever to get down there. And then we were driving home in the van, mm-hmm. and we were all tired. It's one thirty in the morning, and all of a sudden. Ahmed starts making fun of me, and then it was fair game. And I remember driving at 2 in the morning, and just we're all just attacking each other. And we all got this yeah. burst of energy of just making fun of each other, which was this fun dynamic as comics. Yeah. And, but but other comics have to be in on it. I mean, if they're not in on it and can take a joke, then it's not fun. Right? Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So we're in Hawaii. We're in Hawaii. And you're setting up. I explained sake bombs. Yes. And... um and then you, without missing a beat, says, excuse me, I just want to get this right. What is it again? I say, Gary, it's Saki, 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 bomb, 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 boom. Right. You go, oh, I get it. So you say, Saki, 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 a meds act, a meds act, a meds act. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was in tears that whole dinner, and for days I couldn't stop thinking right. about it. I remember that. That was one of my favorites. Uh, goddamn funny. And, uh, and then, of course, there's uh, the experience I had in Phoenix with you where – in Phoenix, you're in a desert. Oh, by the way, at the 20 minute mark, Gary, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. established this. So, this is our first show. I, want, I don't want to cut you off. This is your. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, yeah. I think it's our first show, and I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Yeah. Why don't we? I love giving stuff away. I mean, I, I did it as a warm up guy, and I think we should give something away. But you away. get a lot of hookups from doing Conan. A sure. lot of people give you things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You always have these prizes. Do you, and, yeah. Can you see what's over there in the grab bag today? I can't really see from this angle. What's over there? Well, this is uh, pretty astounding, by the way, because yeah? I was a little shocked at this because I actually would love this. But there, there's a set of huh. Callaway golf clubs that you. Oh, wow. Have. You want to give those away? Yeah. Well, let's do it. Okay, great. Okay. Um, they're, I mean, they're beautiful. I, I, okay, great. Well, let's. Why don't we do. The twelfth caller, okay, right now with the phrase that pays. Give him the phrase that pays. Twelfth yeah. caller, and let's caller. do it. You know the number and do it. So free shipping and everything. Absolutely. So All right, cool. Twelfth caller. Thank you. So back to Phoenix, real quick. So Phoenix, um, look, you're in the middle of a desert. They say stay hydrated, stay hydrated. I drink, I think two and a half bottles of water before my set. I go on stage. And I really never had this happen before, but I was like, I got to pee. I'm going to piss my pants if I don't get off the stage. So I said, Gary, could you please? I said, Gary, where are you? You popped open the door. And then I said, Gary, I've got to. And I told the audience, I go, to be frank, I've got to use the bathroom, everybody. Excuse me. I'm very sorry. Gary's going to do a minute or two. I'll be right back. And then I went to the bathroom. And then you, what did you do? So I knew I didn't really want to do time, right? First of all, I was out. <laughs> I didn't have any. But so I, I said to the audience, I said, hey, listen, while he's going to the bathroom, I want to do something fun. When he comes back out, I'm going to say I'm doing a little survey for the management. And I'm going to say, if you got free tickets to tonight's show, I need you to stand up on your feet. And I'm going to have all of you guys stand. And in unison, I want you guys to start chanting Gold Star, <laughs> which is, for those who don't know, the half-price ticketing stand. It's right. like a living social group on it or whatever. So everybody's laughing. Everybody's in on it. You come back out. And, and by the way, to anybody listening, anytime I get a – you know, as a comic, you'll sell out. You'll get a bonus. Right. And that means you get a few more bucks because there's more asses in the seats. Anytime I even come close to a bonus, Gary always says, oh, they must have – they must have <laughs> a ton of free tickets. I can never get credit for it. Right, right. So I come out. Right. And I go, uh, okay, guys, thank you so much. And then, Gary, you take the microphone out of my hand. Right. And you say, ladies and gentlemen, the management just asked me to say this really real quick. quickly. Who here got free tickets? If you did, could you please stand up? Literally 325 people stand up. And then they start murmuring. And I'm like, what are they saying? And I'm looking at them, and they're all laughing at me. 
And then I go, are they chanting gold star? Get the fuck out of here, Gary. <laughs> well, at first you couldn't tell what they were chanting. I had no idea what they were like, saying. And then you're and like, are they Gold chanting? star, gold star. I'm like, are they chanting gold? Gary, get the fuck out But again, it all goes back to that original core, which is, first of all, I'm not headlining anywhere. I don't even know if I could do 45 minutes. You can't. I mean, no. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> I remember the one, and I told you the story, the one time I did end up headlining, I headlined back in Detroit, mm-hmm. my home club, and I headlined back there over Christmas weekend a few years ago. Right. I worked my ass off to get people out there, friends, family from high school, got radio spots, TV begging, spots. Literally begging family whatever, whatever, Whatever it took. You said you love me. Yeah, Please come see me. I remember I worked so hard to get people out there. Right. And the week went great. And it was funny because when I first got to the club, I said to the manager, how, how much time you want me to do? And she's like, uh, 50 minutes exactly. And I said, I'm all about doing guest sets. Like, I'm a comic <laughs> that loves to get back. Feel free if you got people visiting. I'm all about it because I wanted to cut my time. Right. right. So she's like, we don't do guest sets here. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm screwed. So, uh... <laughs> Where are the birthdays? Um, where are the birthday parties? So I remember we did five shows. You're the only comic praying for a bachelor party to come in. Please. Somebody help me. And then uh, I remember at the end of the week, I thought the week went great. I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up to her and I said, hey, Rebecca, great week, huh? And she shook her head no. Just shook her head no. And I said, what do you mean no? And she said, we've got a lot of complaints. And I said, well, listen, I mean, it's a comedy club. I'm sure you get complaints all the time. And she's like, no, we don't. <laughs> So apparently their Yelp review is uh, 100%. I had no idea. Everybody's happy that goes in there. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. I, that was, so I literally was so happy leaving there because I thought I did great, and then I left with my head between my tail. So that's kind of the – like it is funny because I always shit on these people who have these really nice accolades, right? And then right. yet I haven't done anything, which makes it even funnier. But it's also funnier when I don't know the people – and I come in there, with whether we go on the road and do a radio station or go somewhere, and I start dumping on them in their town, having no <laughs> idea who they are or what they're doing or what's going on. Right. And, you know, the, the fascinating thing is, by the way, d- to let the listeners know as well, since this is our first show, we always felt in doing podcasts that an hour's too long. Ours yes. are always going to be 30 minutes. 30 minutes... You know, hang with us. We'll drive you to work, get on the treadmill, have some fun. Uh, whatever you do, Gary, co- collecting recyclables, probably. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, so we're at almost like the three and a half minute mark yeah. of our very first podcast. But uh, I will say this in all in all sincerity and and to be completely frank, audience warm up is a very difficult position. To keep people energized and laughing for three and a half, four hours, five hours, six hours sometimes. It's, it's a, sometimes they're long shoots, and it's a difficult trade. And after having watched you go through the rigors of doing it, it made me appreciate what you do more. And also the fact that, you know, being a producer, knowing what you get paid, you get, you, you'll probably make more than a lot of comics do on the road. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, over the course of a year. And you don't have to leave home, and no. it's one of those jobs that's kind of like thankless, it's never thought of, but it is a damn difficult position to be in. Yeah, well, especially the sitcoms because they run so long. You know, there's a lot of downtime that you got to jump in, fill time, especially when the shows are rewriting and over and over. Like, there's, I mean, Conan is a great gig in a sense because I do 15 minutes up front, the band comes out, and I'm done. That's a great gig. Right. And the other part that's great about it is literally I work Monday through Wednesday, and then you and I can go on the road and still do stand up and still have that whole. 
secondary comic life that I love. I mean, I still love doing the road. So, I mean, it really it, – it, it, here's, what, here's what really bothers me about warm-up is that I see so many comics that are tired of doing the road, mm-hmm. and they'll come up to me and be like, hey – if you ever need a day off or if you're ever sick or you're ever this, I'd love to come fill in for you. It's like, dude, that's not how it works. I mean, it's just like you yeah. have to spend so much time. You it know. really is an art form to the art of keeping the audience pumped up and, and know when, knowing when to hit those notes. Yeah, I mean, because there's so many times where you have to watch what's going on on the floor. You can't be better or funnier than what's going on on the floor, which obviously wasn't a challenge for Sullivan and Son. Okay. Um, but there's, you know, there are those things. So, you know, it, it, Sullivan and Son was this great springboard because you do have to do a lot of time and keep filling in. So, and I, let, let me just say this, and that was... Another dig. And I appreciate that. That was a super... I know we joke, but that was a really nice compliment. Right. And I, I just want to say a couple things about you. Yeah. The thing that I... We are out of time. Uh, guys, <laughs> next time uh, we are with you here at All Things Comedy, so, you guys. So we're heading into the last minute of our very first podcast. Gary, what did you think about it so far? So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Now, where can, where can everybody find you? Uh, they can find me at GaryCannon.com. Right. And then uh, Facebook, Twitter, Cannon Comedy, all that good stuff. Cannon Comedy. Yes. Co- like comedy? Yes, C-O-M-E-D-Y. Is that like a, a surname or so? Or is it like literally like comedy? Like as in comedy? You provide comedy? I provide services. All right. Services rendered. So it's at Canon Comedy. Yes, correct. Is it spelled C-O-M-E-D-Y? C-O- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or, a comedian. Or did you think it was with a K? I, I, I never consider. Anyways, um, keep in touch with us. Yeah. I, everything I have is at Steve Byrne Live. This is literally the very first podcast of the Gentleman's Dojo. To my left, his name is... Gary Cannon. And I'm Steve Byrne. And we really hope to God that you guys keep tuning in for us. Uh, This is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We look forward to having special guests come through. A lot of special guests. But we're always going to be the anchor. We'll always be the two of us. We're we're Hall & Oates. And, uh, yeah, tweet us. The Everly Brothers. Tweet us. Fonzie and Richie. Uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the stream. Yeah. I'll be the left hit. You can be the right (laughs) hit. We love you, America. Let us know what you think. Tweet us. Tweet, tweet. Yeah, all that stuff.